Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, September 9th, 2013, as we sit here recording. Uh, I am Mr. Skullhead, and I am in the satellite office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Jake is in an undisclosed location that is a little more familiar than other undisclosed locations. It is. I, uh, my undisclosed location has revealed itself just moments ago to, uh, to be filled with scorpions. So that's pretty cool. Did it? Is that really a new thing, though? Uh, well, this room. I had not ever seen a scorpion in this room before. Hmm. So, yeah. Yep. It was in my... Uh, it somehow made it into one of my little... I've got all these, like, dollar store uh, disposable Tupperware things that I use to divide up my Legos when I'm putting big Lego sets together. Hmm. And uh, I was... I, I came in here and I was like, well, I don't remember there being, like, a giant scorpion Lego in this uh, Orthanc the Tower of Saruman set that I was putting together before I left for San Francisco and came back to. Uh, then I realized, oh, hey, it's my alarm going off telling me that it's time to uh, talk to you on Skype. Sorry about that. It's possible that you didn't hear it at all. It's possible that nobody but me heard it. That's okay. It'll be on your end of the recording. Well, no, because it only went into my ears. So unless the sound is leaking out of my earphones into my microphones. Is it going in one ear and out the other? Uh, maybe. These new, uh, the, the new generation of iPod or iPhone earbuds have those uh, weird things on the outside that I think do some sort of noise cancellation. Uh-huh. Um, so who knows, man? Who knows what comes out of those? I'm never on the outside of myself when I'm listening to them or any other time, really. <laughs> right. The, uh, I'm using some giant ass, uh, like isolator headphones. Yeah. Like Beats by Dre. Yeah, they're very much in the Beats by Dre model, although very much not in the Beats by Dre price range. Okay. So, it's just that uh, <clears throat> all headphones now have to be either in-ear, which I can't stand, over the ear, which is pretty good for like exercise and stuff, but uh, uh, either that or the giant ones. Huh. Like, there is no... The headphones that I think of when I think of headphones from my youth are as gone as the thing I think of when I think of a phone. Like the ones that are just sort of the wire with little plastic things with kind of muffs that go on them? Like right. size of a half dollar, maybe? Yeah, just like little foam things that kind of gently sit on top of your ear. Hmm. I never really don't have to surround them. I never really like those. I a lot of people have, you know, my, my girlfriend doesn't like earbuds and uh, and uh, hot stuff has to get these special. He gets those the ones that completely plug up your ears, which drive yeah. me fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, because my own voice just echoes in my head, although they are great for uh, talking on the phone to Geff when uh, when I'm in the data center where it's crazy noisy. Because yeah. it's sort of like combination, you know, it, it, what I want is to get our Linux system administrator's voice directly into my brain uh, as intensely as possible and uh, to keep out the howling wind of the climate control in our climate control data center facility. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never, I, like, for whatever reason, I guess I must be very similar in shape to whatever the crash test dummies they use at Apple are because I've always been perfectly happy with the standard iPhone cable head, head in the earbuds. You know, the, the sequel to that movie, Air Bud. Uh-huh. It's about an earwig named Bud who uh, is the reincarnation of Air Bud. Oh, see, I thought it was some kind of uh, the dog's... <clears throat> become like hearing ear dogs for a group of blind soccer players blind wouldn't it be deaf 
soccer players? No. Oh, okay. Because dogs it's are only for super black useless. People. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking it would be kind of funny if an earwig, rather than like a gross bug, was actually like a thing where if you were a weird old man with big tufts of ear hair and you lost that ear hair for some reason and you were afraid your grandkids wouldn't recognize you, you could get earwigs. Uh, you know, like uh, like earkins. Right, right. Is a merkin a real yeah. thing? As far as I know, which is not very far. It, that was information that I got back before I was verifying everything online. Okay. So, yeah, hard to say. Let's uh, let's do a quick search for Merkin history. Origin of Merkin the pubic wig to the uh, 1450s. Yes, Merkin history X. Oh, look, a picture of a Merkin used at Burning Man. Naturally. Ah, boy, I did not miss uh, going to Burning Man again. Uh, what was it, like two weeks ago? Yep. Yeah. I wish that I would have gone 20 years ago. Yeah. Not 20 years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah, maybe. There were all these places that I wanted to go when I was desperate to get laid and unable to do so. Yeah. And uh, one of them was the SCA, which I had been told, if you, can, if you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere. And the other was Burning Man. Hmm. So I figured, go see some boobs, take some drugs, uh, fuck some chicks. You're more, uh, you're more open to drug experiences than I am, I think. Yeah, and uh, public nudity. That's oh, that is absolutely true. Boy, yeah. boy, howdy! That is the thing you, that uh, I think would yeah. always have kept me away from Burning Man. Is just and you know I've talked to I've talked to some people who've gone and I've said like you know I'm not really interested in drugs and I'm definitely not interested in like just seeing fat dudes dicks. And mm-hmm. they're all like, yeah, you probably wouldn't enjoy Burning Man very much then. <laughs> Although after the uh, when we did that shopping cart race thing, which was I, I thought of as as being kind of equivalent to that, and I was sort of talking to people about it, and they were like, "You don't, you didn't seem like you were having a very good time today." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I was uh, I was thinking this was going to be more about people having built cool things than people just you know throwing cans of beans at us in our costumes and just throwing mud onto our cart that we spent time making and stuff." You know, I, I thought this was going to be more more creative than destructive. And they're like, oh, man, you, you'd totally prefer Burning Man, man. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I don't like drugs or fat dudes dicks. Yeah, I wonder if, if it's possible to have the Burning Man you want without the Burning Man that that Burning Man too. Mm-hmm. Is it's weird? Like I know people who are are bringing their kids to it and there are like multiple generations of people hanging out at and it seems like if it was just a place where you were doing drugs and looking at dicks, so you wouldn't bring your kids. Well, unless you, you know, it's like, well, if if I don't, if he doesn't ha- take drugs and look at fat dudes' dicks with me, he's just going to be doing it on the street. Oh, I see. So it's just a way of introducing your having the talk with your kids about drugs and fat dudes' dicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure that there is a bunch of cool stuff. Like, I like the idea of a bunch of like. What I like is a bunch of productive time being used just to make cool shit rather than, you know, stuff to make money or 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 stuff that's even necessarily useful outside of just a cultural interestingness point of view. And so a lot of the stuff that I hear like Damien talk about the stuff that they did, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we just like built a hospital and people could come in and have their souls diagnosed and then we'd give them a piece of candy or whatever. And I was like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. Right. You know, I mean, it's probably just a bunch of buildings that I would be too nervous to walk into. 
but whatever. But not if you were the one making it. That's certainly true. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd be way more interested in that kind of thing. But like, I get to I get to exercise those muscles all the time. Like, I, you know, I like creating experiences for the kids to have and and get happy about, and I get to do that. Like, that's my job, you know. And I also get to do it in weird ways in the real world too. With you know, like I mean, with the LARP and with that, yeah, just that kind of thing. And right. and and so I don't I don't need a Burning Man. Every day is Burning Man for me. It's like Shark Week. Yeah. Or Shark. So uh, you're telling me I should wave my dick in your face when we get there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would assume that nothing has changed. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just that you're fatter now, right? So it'll be uh, it'll be more authentic. No, no, no. I'm I'm going to be breaking even. Okay. <laughs> Having gained ten pounds since last we saw each other and lost it. Oh, good. How's the uh, how's the running and stuff going? You sticking to it? Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm up to the full like half hour of running with no breaks. Really? And have have done that a couple of times. Nice. Uh, the last run because it's been ridiculously hot here. Not not as hot as there, but like 98 degrees with the humidity to make it a heat index of 105. So the last time I ran, I ran inside and set a like steady five mile an hour pace on a treadmill. And managed to keep that up the whole time. Like at a gym? I, yeah. I, I don't think that I would have been able to if I hadn't been on the treadmill. Because I could, like, I couldn't slow down without pushing a button. So I just didn't push that button. Hmm. But I, you know, I wanted to slow down. But it's like having it force me to, to keep that fast or take action. Then I was like, well, you know, maybe I can just do another minute. Maybe I can do another minute. I think for the last five minutes, I was just, I kept looking over at my wife who was running beside me and went, I'm, I'm not going to make it. I, I can't make it. I'm just, I can't. Hey, I think I'm going to make it. Tell you I love you. Yeah, I would say about half of, half of the time when I'm, you know, trudging along on backpacking trips, I'm like, fuck this. There's no way I'm going to make it to the campsite. I'm never doing this again. Why the fuck? I'm so angry at myself for agreeing mm-hmm. to this god damn it and then you know you just fucking you just get there it's yeah <laughs> we're, we're not built to we're not built to give up you know it's yeah hundreds of thousands of years of breeding that out of us so even the weakest of us are stronger than almost anything it's just kind of my it's the the guy telling me when i can stop is pretty much what makes me not stop until the guy says stop Hmm. I think if I decided to just go out and run until I was done running, I would probably run for 10 minutes. But if it's like, hey, you're a quarter of the way there. Keep going, buddy. You're halfway there. Keep going, buddy. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it's more like buddy and less like maggot. <laughs> yeah, you can pick. That's the funny thing. <laughs> is There is a range of voices from like completely passive to incredibly aggressive so I'd, mine is down the middle it's a lady named Constance who's very nice huh I think I would I would respond best to the aggressive drill sergeanty type I would just be like fuck you I can stop running anytime yeah <laughs> and then I would stop and it would be horrible but yeah that's still rocking along good that's awesome <sighs> um did you do anything this weekend where did I not so much. We're just kind of taking it easy after weekends of being out. 
like we went out with the um, with Jess's parents and heard their new RV last weekend, kind of on a whim. Did they have an old so, RV and they just got a different one, or is this like their they first had RV? A, they had a big trailer that they had to tow behind their truck and then set it up at a site. And this is more of the like a bus, basically, with a house inside of it. So, so what are they? Are they just uh, are they like retired and running around in that, or are they? What are they? They have it. They just have it at their house and plan on taking trips in it. They used to be big, like drive somewhere for the weekend and camp. It's weird that there's only one word for the thing that you do in a tent and the thing that you do in a mobile house. But yeah, there we go, camp. Yeah, I mean, so I guess camp. Camp is just a is just setting up a temporary home, right? Yeah, just some people have more permanent temporary homes than others. But yeah, it was, uh, so they used to do that, but then the trailer got to be too much of a pain in the ass to take out. So, uh, this is the new hotness. So that was last weekend. This, so this weekend we just kind of stayed close to home and went to the gym a lot. Because, you know, I even lift. Good. And I lifted. You're already a pretty strong dude. You're going to be like She-Hulk. <laughs> Hopefully with the same boob size, yes. Yeah, good. There's a lot of there's always been a lot of muscle under the flab. Although uh hanging out with like uh Mr. Green smiling and R Taylor has taught me that I have no musculature at all. Oh yeah. Where they can uh <clears throat> yeah, there are other dudes who who look kind of like I do, you know, just kind of chubby dude, you know, but they also both work in construction. R Taylor's got that wolf's blood running in his veins though. He really does. Mostly that wolf's blood is just running through the follicles of hair all over his body. Mm, yeah. And I understand that we are mammals, Jake, and that we have hair all over our bodies anyway, but his is aggressive. I mean, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure you have No, I'm like a mammal. baby's butt everywhere. Dude, baby's butts have hairs on them. No, they don't. Gross. Haven't you? <laughs> How close to a baby? Never mind. Yeah, pretty pretty zero. <laughs> I don't I don't remember the last time I saw a baby's butt. But it's been years. I still tell the tale of the first time we came out to visit when Ollie was tiny and how we handed him to you and you were very nervous and didn't really want to hold him and just as you had relaxed and kind of went, "Oh, this is actually kind of pleasant." He he made a monstrous like audible shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you had to hand him right back. Yeah. Kids got timing. I don't know. I, you know, I think I, I think I've gotten used to it. I could hold a baby now. I feel pretty. Probably. I feel pretty at ease with Cora, or I did. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a few months. Yeah, she's probably on to you know walking around and playing roulette and shit. Yeah, yeah. I guess I did see her right so before we left. Uh, I don't know. I probably saw her in June. I guess. Hmm. And yeah, we uh, we put together some weird little tessellating plastic animals uh, of some sort. Bugs. Oh, those are neat. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I've done anything worth talking about. Probably not. I we went to the movies yesterday. We saw we saw the way way back. How was that? It was it good. Aggressively indie. Uh, well, it's I. I don't know. I mean, I guess if I had to compare it to something, it, it's like a less gross Little Miss Sunshine, but it's that same uh-huh. sort of just like uh, mildly dysfunctional family, like. Uh, you know, just just going to a beach house. Steve Carell is this. The main character is this fourteen-year-old kid who's super awkward 
and then he just kind of has a he has a little coming of age in this summer mm. town and uh his mom is is dating Steve Carell who plays a real butthole which that's good yeah. he, he works he works well as a butthole he does a real jerk I don't think I've seen him in anything where he was just super mean yeah usually he's the kind of nice schlubby guy yep uh, but that was that was good. I had never even heard of that movie until C.D. Moyer said that he saw it and that it, everybody in his family liked it. And so I was like, all right, I'm doing that. Uh, we went to uh, we went to Costco. I went to Costco a bunch of times. I got some new glasses. You get glasses at Costco? I did get glasses at Costco. I don't know why I decided to get glasses at Costco. Hmm. Um, I just was like, uh, where is there a, an optometrist and a, and a glasses place? And I was like, oh, there's one in Costco. And I just got a Costco membership. Makes sense. Renewed for con, so yeah, wasn't so bad. Um, I think that I have gotten to the point where, and this is, I did not realize what a relief this would be when this day finally came, but like when I cut my hair, the first couple times I looked in the mirror, I was like, eh, that's all right. Whereas I feel like 10 years ago or even five years ago, whenever I changed anything that I noticed about my appearance, I would just regret it for months. You know, it would take me forever before I felt like it was me again. Every time I, like, got a new shirt, I would be like, ah, this shirt is fucking stupid. I look like an idiot. What the fuck? What was I thinking? This was the worst purchase I've ever made. (laughs) Then I also bought a bunch of new shirts, and I'm like, yep, these are fine. Like, I think I just don't give a fuck anymore, and that is great. Yeah, it's it's about time. I'm glad. Because it was never like it was never like an effort to look stylish or anything. Because I, you know, I know better than to aspire to that. But it was just I don't know. Maybe maybe I've just become comfortable in my own skin, Mister Skullhead. There are worse things that could happen. Can you imagine? <clears throat> Can you imagine? That is all I ever wished for you. Um, but yeah, well, so I got I got these new that glasses. Two and, chicks at once. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got these new glasses, and I'm like, yep, they're fine. Whatever. You know, I agonized for like three minutes over choosing frames, and I was like, they don't just sell, like there isn't a for dipshits section of this, you know, frame store that I'm accidentally going to go to. They did have the thing, though, that drives me fucking nuts about places where you buy glasses, which is that they never label which ones are for women and which ones are for men, and it is often not obvious, and that is like, that is just this huge weird awkward fear that i have about stuff you know yeah like back to piercing the wrong ear and having everybody call you gay i don't know i i think i i think i was sort of over that before it started but mm-hmm. but just just more of the like oh this is a cool hat that's a girl's hat I'm like oh well fine guess i'll put it back then asshole but then just being embarrassed. Like, how did I not know that this was a girl's hat? How did I not know that these were girls' glasses frames? How did I not know that this haircut was going to make me look like a girl? <laughs> Maybe you should just embrace the fact that on some level you want to be a girl. I guess that's probably true. There is no shame in that at all. Yeah, I guess so. They'll have to, they'll have, to have a controversial redirect on Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, man. You should ask the Penny Arcade guys if <clears throat> if it's okay for you to think you're a girl. Uh, yeah, I should. I don't know, man. I uh, I don't want to engage in any of that. No, I don't either. Like, I can't uh, stand. Just making a joke. I can't stand Mike, but like, I also can't stand 
the notion of just dismissing somebody as a monster because they have one opinion that you disagree with. Yeah. And it's and it's so like especially when it's a, an opinion that was until very recently a commonly held opinion. Mm. And maybe he's just a little slow on the uptake. I think in a lot of ways it is still an absolutely commonly held opinion. You know? And that doesn't mean that people aren't wrong, but it's like, I I keep imagining, like, you know, you, as, as you know, Mr. Internet Guy, like, you know there's no God. You know that when we die, we just die, and there's no heaven, and you just, you know, wh- whatever. And your grandma still believes in God, and she still believes she's going to heaven. The fact that you're right does not make you a better person than your grandma. In fact, probably right. to the contrary, your grandma is probably really, really nice, and you're kind of a dick. So, exactly. So, like, <laughs> being right when someone else is wrong does not make you better than them. And contrarywise, it does not make them worse than you. And it especially does not mean that like you get to tell other people that if you support this person, you are supporting evil and you are therefore evil. And it's just, it's driving me fucking nuts. Like, yeah, I mean, it would be better if the people who were offended would be able to say, hey, this is a thing that you probably haven't heard too much about, and we understand that you are decent dudes, but here's a thing that decent dudes have to do these days. I feel like we've been lucky because we have had people who have given us the benefit of the doubt for a really long time and so have been nice about it. And I think that's probably partly because we, our community sort of filters out the people who are going to be real dicks about stuff. Like that, and so it filters out the people who we're going to dismiss their opinions as the opinions of dicks. You know, so we get like thoughtful people telling us, "Hey, you know, this is this makes me uncomfortable. This makes me, this makes me reluctant to recommend your podcasts to people I know who are a little bit more sensitive than me." That that is effective, but not scathing. You know, it is it is honest, but not dickish and it's great and it's like i don't hot stuff made the point and i think that this is a pretty good point like okay okay you're you're on such a fucking high horse because you're boycotting penny arcade because you don't want to give any money to a guy who is who said something that you construed as transphobic do you have a bank account because if so you're giving money to fucking warmongering genuinely evil people who are responsible for deaths and the bankruptcies of innocent poor people like you know you ever watch a Disney movie because that guy didn't like the Jews like you you just (laughs) you gotta yeah you've gotta live in a world you know and the world has a bunch of people in it that aren't you and you (sighs) well I, I think there is a guy there is a guy who is deeply homophobic and transphobic and and misogynistic and wants everyone to know it and then there are the penny arcade guys who occasionally who are like good-hearted people who maybe have some outdated opinions that they cling to a little too hard yeah i don't know i mean i think but, jerry's more or less fine like it's really it's really just the one guy <laughs> 
You know, and the thing is, yeah, like, and it's hard for me to defend him because I personally like my single-digit encounters with him have have been pretty uniformly unpleasant. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he is just kind of an asshole, but. That's, I mean, this is, I said to somebody on Twitter who was like, I wish I could figure out a way to go to PAX without giving money to a monster. And I was like, look, man, I think that asshole is the word we have to describe guys like him. You know, like, don't waste the strength of monster. Because, like, compared to Dick Cheney, for instance, right. if you had to use the word monster and use the word asshole, and you could only use each one once, like, <laughs> eh. Uh, you know, and but that's the thing. It's like you can't actually defend him, no matter how nuanced that defense is. No matter how much you say, like, yes, I think that he is an asshole, but I think that you're being a little hard on him about this transphobia stuff. Then you are immediately just lumped in as the same kind of bigoted monster that he is, because mm-hmm. because you. And I mean, that's kind of the thing that he got in trouble for saying was we should not have engaged publicly with that criticism in any way. Right. I mean, he said it in a way that was inflammatory. And then mostly what I'm seeing is people saying, oh, and then a room full of people cheered because they agreed with him that rape is awesome. And then there are a bunch of people saying like, no, you know, I've been to a bunch of PAXs and it is not filled with a bunch of people who think that rape is awesome. So like really the thing that you're saying is not correct. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, he he said that he regretted pulling the shirts from the store, which was throwing a bone to, in addition to just the people who like them and like their merchandise, the kind of dickhead coalition, which he then had to walk back. And, you know, like, that was dumb, and I kind of cringe when they do shit like that. Yeah. Where it's like, <clears throat> you know, like, continuing to double down on well, as far as I know, if you don't have a vagina, you're just not a woman. Like, even if that is something that makes perfect sense to you, obviously saying it is pissing people off. Yep. And if you want to be, if you want to think of yourself as a good person who doesn't go out of his way to piss people off. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I, I was just kind of joking about that in passing because it's in the zeitgeist. No, sure. I mean, yeah, it is. There's a lot of. You know, Orson Scott Card having something coming out is is making people talk about that a lot. Like that that Kickstarter from that guy who was against gay marriage, uh, the guy that made Earthworm Jim or whatever. Um, oh, I didn't hear about Doug Tenable. That makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, and it's just like, lot, yeah, lots of people <laughs> are lots of people are wrong about a lot of stuff. I go to search for Doug Tenable. Doug Tenable, Doug Tenable bigot, Doug Tenable Kickstarter. Yeah. Good, good. Oh, man. Man. You know, I like, I like the level that we're at in terms of, like, people knowing about us, but not being such public figures that everything that we say gets scrutinized to that degree. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good to be like a minor duke, I guess. Not so good to be king. Just ask Michael Jackson. Jeez. Well, you can't because he's dead. And there's no heaven or anything. And even if there was, he wouldn't be there. You should imagine that there's no heaven. Because gays don't get into heaven. Duh. Hmm. I was trying to figure out how to work 
sharks have to always be swimming forward otherwise they won't get into heaven uh, into some sort of a joke but I didn't really I didn't really make it happen got any advice can you help me workshop this <laughs> I could but no I'm not I, uh, I, I, found, I find myself wanting to print out a little sign uh, so that whenever I see a sign out in the world that says no dogs, I can append don't go to heaven <laughs> to that sign <laughs> because I think that would be pretty funny. Um, but you kind of have to like, you know, have one of those in every font and every size and also carry a bunch of duct tape or whatever to be able to a- attach it. No, you have to have them on metal and then be able to to screw them. Oh, in. like rivet it. Yeah, I do carry a pneumatic riveter with me everywhere that I go. That's just sound science. You must have been a Boy Scout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be prepared to vandalize signs uh, to make funny uh, grammar jokes about 80s DreamWorks movies. That's that's the rest of the motto. They've revised it a bunch of times. (laughs) There's a part of me that thinks it's pretty funny when I see, like, you know, googly eyes on packaging kind of want to like, ah, I should carry some googly eyes around everywhere. But then there's a part of me that knows that if I indulge all of those things that I think of, I'll just have like a backpack with 50 pounds of like funny vandalism supplies that I carry with me everywhere. And I'll just never want to go anywhere because it's too heavy. Would it, would the googly eyes thing be funnier if it were more, more propagated though? Oh, I don't know. Like I think the reason why those things are funny is you only see a couple of them pop up online and they're always the the best examples. Yeah, I mean I just never see any in the real world and I'd like to let some people see them in the real world, you know? Cuz not like people's right. grandmas don't go to Reddit. You know, I guess that that is it's weird because that is more an act of vandalism than like rearranging all the letters and some display of like letters you can buy for your house uh-huh. like to like your address to say fuck you or something but i think it's more acceptable yeah i mean i think that probably rearranging those letters to say poo would be more acceptable than rearranging them to say fuck you right you know or you know say zach is cool that's the thing that i would write yeah, because you believe that deep down inside now. Oh yeah, Zach. Yeah. Uh, Zach from uh, Saved by the Bell. No, I think it's just that you are capable of buying shirts and cutting your hair now. Oh yeah, do you think I do you think I actually believe that I'm cool now? I think so. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to go that far. Don't know that I'm ready to take that leap. Uh, what else did I do? I went I went and ate pizza on Saturday night. That was pretty okay. Um, it was a fancy pizza place. But all I got was non-fancy pizza. I, uh, I've been dealing with a lot of contractors, just trying to get some... Just getting the condo ready to rent. Um, mm-hmm. painting, painting over all your handiwork. I'm sorry. The property management company was like, I would get rid of all this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, people like neutral colors. Yeah, and they like everything to be the same color. And I mean, it, you know... It, what I think we want is to rent that condo to some boring people because something about boring people is that they find that it's important to pay their bills and shit. Yeah. So that'll be all right. Um, I'm. It is weird that like every house that we went into looking for a house was painted the exact same set of beiges and flesh tones. 
and I I can't fucking stand living in a house like that. Like it wasn't very long before after we moved in that we just painted nearly every room. Yeah, you know, there's there. I think there are there are schools of thought on that, right? Like I've been in a lot of houses. I've been oh, in a sure. lot of people's I mean, houses that are that are like the way that you like them. I kind of don't care. Like I don't I don't spend any time thinking about the colors of the walls of the rooms that I'm in. And and mm-hmm. so it just kind of doesn't matter to me. Like my this house, my house is still it's that sort of brown from the 80s, you know? And it works well with the wood trim and stuff, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell if it didn't. Right. You know, and then like at one point my ex-wife was like I want to paint the bedroom white and I was like, eh, "Okay. Whatever." <laughs> so now that room is white. There's like three white rooms upstairs, and then the rest of the house is is that just tan kind of, and it's like mm-hmm. it's fine, whatever, you know. Do your white rooms have black curtains? Um, no, I don't think there are any curtains in this house because hmm. the house came with all the built-in shutters. The property management lady insists that we have to get blinds, and I'm like. I've never met anyone who likes blinds. Is that really a thing that we have to do? <laughs> she said people want yeah, I them. I guess when you move into a place that you're renting, you wanted to have like vertical blinds or horizontal blinds so you don't have to buy curtains. Is that true? Yeah. Because you, you don't want people just like looking at your dick all waving around. Well, right. You want to save that for burning. Man. I mean, it has but. curtains, though. Yeah, you true. know, I don't know. There are probably some curtains that Zly put up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So I got, I got, I had, I had it cleaned and had it, uh, guy, I went today to meet the guy finally replacing the walls and the, the wall, the back exterior wall of the office. That's just been disintegrating because the sprinklers hit it all the time. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Turns out the best thing to do with that was to just ignore it for eight years because it's only costing 700 bucks to stucco over all of that. Oh, nice. Which is crazy. The only other time I ever got stucco put up, it was like over the garage on on that other house and it was you know like a probably a eight foot by 15 foot rectangle and it was like fifteen hundred dollars to get stucco on that i guess it was eight feet in the air which makes the labor weirder and maybe you had to get scaffolding or whatever but like i don't understand this has like doors and windows and yeah i don't know but uh, stucco is all labor you know so maybe it is just the being up on the ladder. Yeah. I mean, I guess the materials are what? Just like some chicken wire and some cement and some straw? Uh-huh. I, don't, I mean, I don't really know anything about stuff. We were going to get it done on our house. We're thinking about it. But the it's substantially more expensive than the next expensive option. What is the next expensive option? Just like plastic siding? Yeah, like a nice vinyl. It has like a warmer sound. Mm-hmm. The uh, like we could get it done in wood again, but when you own a house, you start to think of like this thing will last for ten years. As well, fuck that. Like, give me something that will last for fifty years because I might live here for fifty years. This is a permanent installment. I mean, it seems like stucco would probably last a long time, wouldn't it? Longer than oh yeah, stucco lasts for has a hundred year. Hmm. Um, Life cycle. So, I mean, that seems like a pretty good... I never really understood, like, if you are going to put plastic on the outside of your house, why would you use a kind of plastic that just disintegrates in the sun? But it seems like it all does. 
really, it just seems like you wouldn't put plastic on the outside of your house. I mean, that just seems really short-sighted to put something on there that's only going to last 10 years. I mean, like a you good say. Vinyl will, a good vinyl will last longer than that. Will it? Yeah, the the wood siding that they were talking about, it's like you paint it every five years and it maybe lasts 30 years. Hmm. But you can get 50-year vinyl in. Like the cheap-ass vinyl will fade and vinyl that is in Phoenix will fade. <laughs> it seems to me like if you're living in a desert, you probably want like stucco that can be like clay being fired in a kiln. You know what occurs to me is that whenever you see a building that's like 500 years old... um. It's like stone or brick, right. you know, and um, like the whole world of, is made of that shit. A lot of maintenance on brick, though. Really? Yeah, because I made that joke with my dad, like, we should just get it done over in brick. And and because he knows everything, he told me how every like 10 years you're supposed to redo all the mortar in the brick so that it, uh, you know, you're supposed to like. <clears throat> kind of gouge out the mortar through like half of it and then put it back in so to keep it from want to keep the bricks from wandering huh maybe he was just messing with me oh. yeah it seems to me what you really want is just a home that is carved into the side of a cliff yeah just like because then you never have to fucking paint it yep or replace the side, or just like like a castle, you know those those have stuck around a long time. They're, yeah, like a man's like a man's home. They're super comfortable too. <laughs> yeah, I think really what I want is to just fucking rent. <laughs> I think I've decided <laughs> that that's what will make me the happiest. I still, I just want to finish fixing up my house exactly the way I want it, and then live in it for fifty years. But is that? I mean, is it ever done? I don't think it's ever done. We kind of, well, it's done. It'll be done in that the major things that require like taking out a loan to do will be done, and then it's all like, oh, maybe I want to. I'm getting bored of the floors and the upstairs, and so let's you know refinish those. You know. See, I think the secret <laughs> is to thing. start out by being so bored with floors that you literally don't give a fuck about floors. Ever exactly. and and then you just never. And it's like, huh? Eh, all right. Every man needs a hobby. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Like my my Lego kit is the size of my house. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. What I I can only see the flaws in the things that I do, and so whenever I have something where it's like, oh, I I hung this thing on the wall and I fucked it up. And I'm just going to look at that and be reminded of that failure for fucking ever. Whereas if somebody else does it, I mean, like, every time I've had tile put in, it's like, it reveals how everything is not quite square, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's cool little, like, trapezoid tiles on the edge here demonstrating that this wasn't lined up correctly. But you know what? I don't fucking care. Whereas if I had done it myself, I would be so pissed at myself <laughs> to have fucked that up that... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what it. And I feel like a lot of people have the opposite of that. A lot of people will well, look at a thing and be like, "Oh, fuck that guy. He didn't do a good job of this." But then they would actually take pride in something that they did themselves. Yeah, although part of my pride is having it not be immediately apparent that I did it myself. So, like, there are things that I've done in this house, like the walls in the office where I said. 
where I did an incredibly shitty job of mudding and taping it. So that is kind of a bummer. But, like, the floors upstairs in the main floor look so awesome. And I did those, like, with just me and my dad and my wife. And there, there is something to that. I like that. <sighs> well, do you want to answer some questions that the children have about the Kingdom of Loathing browser-based internet video game? Sure. And if you want to ask me any questions about uh, home remodeling, I'll be happy to answer those as well. Because I have the most exciting hobby ever. That's kind of exciting. You know, I remember a moment very vividly when I was like maybe 23, 24, sitting with a couple of my friends who had just gotten married and moved into a house. And these two friends, two couples were talking about the floors that they had just put in in their house for like 20 minutes. And I remember thinking, this is the most boring conversation I have ever, ever heard. Dear God, I hope I never turn into a person as boring as this. And now, if I were to hear that conversation, I'd be like, oh, dude, did you go with a laminate or did you go with like a full-on hardwood and did you do the pre-finished or did you finish it yourself? So you would say that you have full-on hardwood for that conversation. Indeed. It's not a laminate. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I'm interested in that I would have not been at all interested in 10 years ago. I, I mean, that's probably just a failure of my imagination in the short term here. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I liked beer then. I like beer now. I can talk <laughs> to guys about beer. I liked video games then. I like video games now. I'd be more excited to hear people talking about video games now, I guess. Nah, probably not. I've had a lifelong love of learning in video games. Uh, let's see. Tuga says, I've never started one of these threads before, but I didn't see one yet, so I hope I did it right. Well, apparently you did, because we are using it. Um, and then he talks about accidentally using a skull capacitor when he didn't mean to use a skull capacitor. And uh, I talked to C.D. Moyer about the whole confirmations on choice submission and if there was an easy way to make that just like uh, systemically doable. And there totally was, and he totally did it. And I don't know if it's been pushed live or not, but if uh, if it is not currently checking, uh, if it's not currently asking you for a confirmation for any action that's going to use a key or use a skull capacitor, then it will soon, um, like as soon as it gets pushed out. Uh, let's see. Canifar40 says, there have been a ton of trophies recently. I count seven in Dreadsylvania, three in KOL High School, and one in the Hidden City revamp. Has this been a conscious decision? What makes you decide there's going to be a trophy for this? Oh, I don't know. I mean, putting seven trophies in Dreadsylvania was kind of a joke, because it's like, ah, there's seven undiscovered trophies. Ha ha ha. And yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, it, uh, I guess I, I've just been thinking about it more. I, there's been more things that have occurred to me that they lend themselves to to putting trophies in. I have no idea. I have no idea why. You know, like, it's like... I just Trophies, by their nature, are capricious and arbitrary. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, Hamfish says, Judging by the number of Mr. Store sales, or I guess just by the number of people bitching about it, what has been the least popular item of the month? Why do you think it wasn't very popular, and did the situation change the way you design items of the month at all? Um, I would, I think that like, as far as like selling relative to the way similar items usually sell, I think the reindeer was probably the least popular one. Right. And 
I think that the reason that it wasn't popular is because it was complicated to use. It was too complicated for casual people, and it wasn't good enough at anything for serious people. And, um, I mean, I guess what it has changed in us is our, you know, we, we just know that that happened. And so we know that that's a thing that we should avoid. Yeah. I think what we learned from that is the, to be careful about the design by committee. Yeah. That's, that's also that ended up like, and it, I think now if we had something where like, we want a fun, like, programmable familiar, but we can't think of a good mechanism for it, it would probably end up not being a familiar. Or something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the friar was in danger of getting to be like that, which is why I ended up making it something that wasn't a familiar anymore, kind yeah. of at the 11th hour. Um, although, you know, the folder holder was designed more or less by committee. You know, we sort of decided collaboratively how that was going to work and, and it turned out pretty good I mean it turned out in a way I'm really satisfied with it I, I don't actually know how well it sold you know I'm assuming as well mm. as other gear items of the month so similarly regardless if it's in game popularity what are your personal least favorite items of the month and why I think the Vivala mask and the um, stocking mimic are the ones that I am sort of the most annoyed by there's a lesson that I wish I could internalize, which is that whenever there is something like the Viva La Mask, where it's like, eh, this doesn't really have anything that it's really good at, so let's just kind of kitchen sink it, and then that ends up making it completely broken. Right. Um, the Bandersnatch kind of turned out the same way, and the, st- the Stocking Mimic, you know, I mean, just the farming bullshit on that, I wish there was, I wish there was some orthogonal way for me to prevent that shit from happening. The Bandersnatch is still neat. Oh, it's it's cool. It's fun. It's just like... I forget. I don't know what it is, actually, that... It ended up being way more powerful than most items of the month because it was... Because we were worried it would be less powerful. Right. I still... The Mayfly bait was also really problematic. You know, like, the ones that we joke about are... The ones that when we when somebody proposes an idea that I think ah that's taking us down a road that we know people don't like, I will often jokingly compare it to the Mayfly bait or to the reindeer. Right. Um, I kind of like the Mayfly bait, honestly. But it the problem there was that it started out not being the weird thing that it is. It started out just being like a skill, and then we were like, well, you know, we just collapsed all of the librams and tomes and grimoires and whatever into the bookshelf specifically to avoid the the just weird power creep that snow cones represented and it is so fucking weird to think about snow cones as as power creep just given how weak they are relative to almost everything else that exists but this is just one of those things where it's like if this is just a combat skill if we just gave somebody a new combat skill it is never going to be competing with anything else so if there's no like framework for this to be in where this is you know you can take one of these like the garden is a better example of how we would do that kind of thing now which is like you can only have one of these in a given hardcore run you know and and there is there is at least a there is a loss of utility cost associated in associated with using multiples of them right because you can only use one in a day but the Mayfly bait as a combat skill wouldn't have been like that, so we ended up doing the weird, like, oh, well, this is just an item, and you have to be wearing it to use it, so then at least it's competing with other things in that slot. Um, 
and it just ended up being too too limited and too goofy to use. You know, I think it's kind of cool. It does a lot of things, and that's the one thing that, like, I think because we want to reward the people who who did like it, that's the one thing that we pretty consistently continue to add functionality to. Yeah, as opposed to, like, the Spenzor's book. Yeah, which, I mean, that one, you know, that was fine for a while, the, the McPhee's thing, but, like... Those also, like, the Grimoires... I don't know that I think of Spencer's and Archie McPhee's as being sufficiently distinct from one another that they're both things that we could keep messing with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and me just not getting the... Whatever that other one you wanted to do was... <laughs> Oh, Neiman Marcus. Yeah, which I just like. I think that because that's a thing that I haven't heard of. Right. That that uh, I was just like, I just don't know. I don't think I can work on this because I don't understand what it is trying to be. You know, and so that's mm. that's all that kind of died on the vine. I'm surprised you hadn't come across just in your interneting the because every year they put out the ridiculous catalog, and every year there's their websites that are like, can you believe the ridiculous bullshit they're trying to sell this year? Hmm. I mean, I feel like Sky Mall is a thing that I understand and kind of think about like that. This is like a wireframe guy for putting some bottles of wine in. You know, I I don't know. We could could have one that summons ornaments for your garden. Like an automatic dog massager or something. Uh, let's see. Finally, what are some ideas you've had for items of the month that never ended up happening, and why did you decide not to use them? Well, there was that Neiman Marcus catalog. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it had like a submarine. The other thing was that like most of the things that you proposed coming out of that were very much like durable goods and yeah. not real easy to make into a thing that it's like you get, you know, three of these a day. Um, what other, what yeah, other ideas it, have we had for items of the month that didn't, didn't fly? I don't, I can't think of a lot offhand because, I mean, we're always under such pressure to get something out because it's one of the very few, like, externally imposed deadlines that we have that we tend to make things work to the best of our ability rather than just abandoning ideas. I was thinking the other day about a couple of things that I started to write and then didn't cross the finish line kind of mm-hmm. and it seems like if it if you reach the point where just kind of reaching for jokes so that it'll fit the theme then that is a thing that's probably not going to happen like we had a whole idea for dungeons where the different axes would open different dungeons so we had like a drywall dungeon that was full of power tools and then the digital dungeon was full of puns that relied heavily on the fact that digital can also mean involving your fingers. Okay. Which is really obscure. Do you remember that at I all? do, a little bit, yeah. That's where we grabbed the digital underground dweller from when we did the... Mount uh, Molehill. The, yeah, the Mount Molehill thing. And then thinking about the... Uh, I had a thing that I was trying to write for a long time that was a Harry Potter and Discworld Unseen University mashup. But it just got so labored 
And the more labored it got, the more I struggled with it. And after a while, you just have to stop. Yeah. So I think you pulled the plug on the on the axe dungeon, and I don't think I was even mad. I feel like it was a long. That <laughs> was, was a like, long, yep. long time ago. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I I can't really remember any aborted item of the month. You know, there's there's a few ideas in the. I mean, so there was like the, the say the Gygaxian Librum was an item of the month that I was trying to make work for a long time, but I just couldn't figure out how to make it good enough to actually be an item of the month. And so it, it, we ended mm-hmm. up using that idea for a con item, which I think worked out great. You know, and it probably would have been fine. It was just nice to be able to do it when I didn't have to balance it against every other item of the month. It was like, oh, what fun shit can I do with this? And I mean, it ended up being Ascension relevant sort of by accident uh, for mm-hmm. certain for certain purposes, but... You know, um, but yeah, uh, F says temperature when ordering a steak. Is that is that a way of describing that? Ninety eight point six. I mean, ha- <laughs> yeah. If I'm lucky, uh, I mean, how do I want it cooked? I want it medium. I want it rare. Yeah. Like, like. I'll go for a cool center. Rare. When I make it at home, it's mostly a pan sear. And then, a, like, a couple extra minutes so that I have enough on the outside that I can give to my son. But, uh, yeah, I would eat it raw if I weren't afraid of just shitting myself inside out. I, am. Um, I like... I like a medium rare, but what I don't like is the... So there's a, there is a range around your request that a restaurant will land in and medium is within acceptable tolerances like I don't like it if it's I don't like it nearly as much if it's cooked all the way through right I like I like the center to be red um but if it's too rare I get not always but a lot of the time I get some weird psychological thing happening that makes it so I just can't swallow it and I've talked to other people who have this happen and I and I don't, you know, it's I think this would happen to my dad sometimes, not necessarily with rare meat, but I think he would just get it like he would just like have at dinner and it's like, no, fuck, can't swallow. God damn it. So he would just like sort of sit there struggling to finish his meal and there was no real reason for it. You know, it's just like right. if you, it's like, you know, you think about like uh when I walk, do I take off with one foot and then then lean forward and then you're just paralyzed because you're suddenly really oh, yeah. aware. I am totally understand. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's that's a thing that will happen to me and I and probably now just because it's happened to me a bunch of times eating really rare meat, it's a thing that I think, oh, I hope that thing doesn't now ah, fuck. I thought of it. Now it's happening. And so, you know, I order a medium. It's either exactly the way that I want it, which is medium rare. It is right. close enough, which is medium, or it's tolerable, which is which is you know medium well. Are you a guy who would send something back at a restaurant? No, not like ever. I I feel like I've done it a couple times. Like, I will send something back if it's just the wrong thing and it's something that I don't like. Yeah. You know, um, that's just an an interesting gauge for. I don't think that it means anything about a personality, but, like, I am one who 
my trigger for that is a lot lower than like my wife's who if she got something that was just like a lump of charcoal when she had ordered a ice cream sundae she wouldn't send it yeah. back and i'm more like i ordered this and it tastes so horrible that i'm amazed that you would make something like this on purpose so i would like to send it back huh yeah it like just something tasting worse than i expected it to i mean is I, for I, me to I tend to like i mean i i want to blame myself for everything that's wrong with everything and so i'm like yeah i must i must have just mm-hmm. said something wrong <laughs> um you know but i mean i'll like i'll order a beer if i'm if i'm like you know order a beer that i've never had before and it's just like really gross and i just know that i'm not going to want to finish it i'll just order another one you know i'll just order something else and then you know, they will say, is there something wrong with this? And I'm like, no, I just don't like it, but, you know, but I'll still pay for it. Like, I don't, you know, I ordered it yeah. and you can't do anything else with it. More often than not, they won't charge me for it, you know, because they generally don't care. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't like sending stuff back. I don't like it, but I'm more like, God damn it, where we got out of the house, we're having a dinner. I really want something that I'm going to enjoy. So to me, that overcomes the like fear of being socially awkward. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess it would be different. And I guess it would be different if well, I didn't you know. eat out all the time. You know, it, it, I would yeah. be more like if this was my one steak this month instead of one of my three steaks this month. I would, I would be more inclined to like want to not have this steak all fucked up. Right. Um, but you know, something that'll happen a lot is like, like when I go to when I go to the outback where I, where I'm going right after this show. Uh, I, I sometimes get my steak with the horseradish crust on top of it, and mm. sometimes they'll fuck up yeah. and put a blue cheese one on top of it instead. And it's like not what I ordered, but it's also not bad, so whatever. That sounds you know. And they always say, "Ah, oh, did they screw up and put the blue cheese on again?" I'm like, "Yeah, j- you know." <laughs> the reason that you know that is because you know how often this happens. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but but I you know it's like I'm not gonna. You know, if it comes out without the crust, I, I will sometimes say, hey, can I get a side of the horseradish stuff? Because, you know, and then they will do that for me. But, but yeah, I don't know. I It's to me, like, because I hate being inconvenienced by people, I feel like the worst thing that I can do is inconvenience somebody else. And my threshold for determining when, whether it's worth it to inconvenience somebody else is really high. Uh-huh. And And I mean, part of that is just like, uh, who the fuck am I to tell this guy how to do his job? Which is great. is a great attitude to have as the fucking boss of a company. Um, <laughs> but it is nevertheless who I am. I mean, there's also, though, when you're in a restaurant, you are the guy who's paying the money for the thing that you ordered. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, if I, like, say, if I'm at a restaurant and I order something that I've never had before, ever... And it doesn't taste good. I will just eat it. But if I order like the beef stroganoff and it comes out some bizarre thing where instead of beef it's tripe and instead of mushroom sauce it's sriracha and mint and and it tastes nothing like a thing that should be called beef stroganoff, then I'll say like I'm I'm sorry I can't eat this and please let me have something else. Uh, yeah. 
Sorry, that, is, that was a derail, but it's always interesting to me to hear people. No, 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 no. I mean, it was it was about steak. I um, it's weird. You know, when I'm when I'm here, I would say that maybe one out of every three or four days, I will accidentally just go a day where I'm a vegetarian. And mm. that has gone up to probably two out of every three days while I'm in San Francisco, just because there is so much awesome food that doesn't have meat in it just everywhere there. just kind of, And it's so easy to just go get produce instead of going to get a sandwich. It's like significantly less inconvenient for me to make a salad than it is for me to go somewhere and get a, you know, turkey sandwich. Um, which right. which makes me a lot more likely to just eat a salad. Um, so that's that's been interesting. I also, I'm getting, like, my teeth are just edging apart as I get older, and so every time I eat meat, I cannot rest until I floss after mm. the meal because it's just nope, big chunks of meat just prying my teeth apart. That fucking sucks. And then I have to get in there after it. And so sometimes I will choose not to eat something with meat in it just because I know I'm not going to be around any floss for a couple hours. Huh. Which is, I don't know, man. That place is making me soft. Looking forward to looking forward to my post-show steak, though. Get some steak and some carrots and some broccoli. Move to San Francisco, but leave before it makes you soft. Yeah. Move to Outback Steakhouse, but leave before <laughs> it makes you... Fuck your teeth up. Uh... Uh, WVO coins. I, I will totally go uh, to Outback Steakhouse with you in less yeah, than Yeah, do weeks, it. Buddy. You've never been to this one, have you? I've been to the one, yeah, like, we went all to an Outback. Oh, yeah, okay. I get, we, sat at a, we sat at a table, though. That's not the real experience. The experience is you go sit at the bar with Chris, the bartender, and Coco, the other bartender, gotcha. and Sam, the other bartender. <laughs> we kind of go there a lot. Uh, WVO Quinn says, one, Jake is cop to designing while high. Scully, have you ever written game content while high or drunk? If so, which content? I have fond memories of writing the Llama Llama content while sitting in my backyard knocking back beers as the, the summer day just kind of unwound around me. So I think that was the closest to... Or, you know, anything that involves a lot of writing under a deadline like some of the crimbos were probably written whilst drunk i feel like i used to drink while i was working a lot when mm -hmm. my sleep schedule was goofier um but i've, I've just kind of gotten out of that yeah i've had to get used to seeing you in chat at like 9 30 yeah. i am um, crazy slow. yeah and i've been waking up at like 6 30 or 7 here and then kind of like wow this is weird in it's weird in san francisco i don't even i don't have a clock in my bedroom so i just sort of like get up when the sun comes up because it's also the window <laughs> when the roosters start yeah crying, when the, yeah because you don't have any electricity at your place in san yeah francisco. no but i mean we have east facing windows and like because i fucking hate blinds this is why i don't like blinds because blinds are so fucked up that you can never use them they are always either broken or in the process of breaking and so you can't just like oh i have blinds so sometimes during the day uh, there's light coming in and sometimes there's not it's they're always either open or closed and you can't touch them or they will just fucking disintegrate Vertical blinds are better than horizontal, but yeah, it's mostly true. Which is why I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, why? It, it, this is like saying, uh, you need to get some blinds. Like, oh, you need to sm smear some poop on the walls because everybody needs that in their house. Right. Um, 
I would not say that I have copped to designing while high. I wrote a th- thing the other day. Sometimes I have some ideas that I will then, I will like leave myself text files, but they're usually no more than like a paragraph. And they're all just like, oh, remember, remember the sort of vibe of this idea that you had so that you can make it happen. Because it's like, I mean, part of it is like, part of why I'm really enjoying my sort of rediscovery of marijuana is that it's like, it just makes everything seem good. You know, it's like I listen to a podcast. I'm like, wow, this episode of this podcast is fucking great. I'm going to like, I'm going to like write these guys an email and say, man, that episode was really good. I really enjoyed that. And it's like, even if it was just some dumb shit that I did because I was fucked up, it's like I was, I, you know, it made me say something nice to some people. So what? That's great. You know? And it's like I'll I'll be exploring something and instead of like talking myself out of it because it's stupid, maybe I will like actually give it a chance. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I'm gonna write that down. And then when I go back to it, it's like, oh, that was a good idea. But I can't imagine like writing code or really writing. Huh. Even after even after more than a couple of beers at this point, like it would it would have to be like it would end up being so sloppy that I would just be like oh, I just gotta shit this out you know just like sort of stream of consciousness and then I'll come back to it and see if there's anything I can use in the light of day. But it's right. yeah. Uh, two. Suppose you could have three authors, dead or alive, each write a novel set in the kingdom. Who would you choose? Alive ones, because they're going to be more likely to turn something. That's probably in. true. Uh, I mean, it would probably be like. Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman, and William Shakespeare. Uh, Lovecraft, definitely, for me. Um, you know, I was going to say Douglas Adams, but I don't actually think I would want that. Fucking Cormac McCarthy. I would like to see what Cormac McCarthy turned <laughs> <Yes>. out. <laughs> see, that's the thing. You can't have a Douglas Adams because it's already funny. Yeah. And to pile it on, it would be like Mystery Science Theater 3000 doing a commentary on a movie that was already a comedy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Although, I don't know. Like, the guys who made Scary Movie, the first one, were making a comedy based on a satire. And that worked okay. Really? What What was the satire that it was based on? Well, Scary Movie was pretty much entirely making fun of Scream. Right. And Scream was kind of already making fun of horror movies in general. So, but it turned out good. Yeah. Are there any uh, so, Are there any horror movies you're looking forward to this year? There. I don't even know if I'm aware of any. There was one that. Um, see, I keep seeing trailers for stuff, and then I keep seeing them just randomly pop up on demand because that's how movies work mm-hmm. now. They don't actually go to theaters, but like your cabin in the woods is. And the the things that I was super excited about are gone, but there's one called Grabbers that seems to be like the movie Tremors if it were set in England and if the monsters couldn't get you if you were drunk. And that is looking pretty great. Huh. Like, the characters realize early on that the monsters can't see you if you're drunk, so they're constantly trying to stay hammered while trying to figure out how to get away from the tentacle monster thing. great. Yeah, so that looks super fun. Uh, did you see The World's End yet? I haven't. I, I would really like to get around well to it. Well worth it. Well worth it. It was good. 
Um, you know, the one horror thing that I'm looking forward to uh, drops tonight at midnight, actually, is the sequel to Amnesia, The Dark Descent, Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs. Dude, are they using Trent Reznor's title? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was weird seeing... The, so you get... With the, with the Amnesia, I don't remember if it was like because I bought it at some weird place or something, but it came with... Oh, no, there was like an unlock thing that you get for beating it that is a bunch of their old design documentation and stuff, and it is... Looking at what they were going for to begin with, it was really surprising that it ended up as just horribly scary as it was. And yeah. um, and I, I'm really curious what the second one is going to be like. Because like now that they know, now that they're trying to follow that up, they're also working with the people that made Dear Esther, which is potentially a really cool combination or it's potentially just going to be wanky instead of scary so it's kind of hard to tell right did you did you play amnesia no but it's so infamous i feel like i need to it is it's weird how like the first time i played it i found it so difficult as of just a video game that it was off-putting and it was you know, still really scary, but it was also just sort of hard, and I gave up on it. But then we did it as a video game hot dog assignment, so I was like, "All right, I'm just going to deal with this." And it was much, much easier the second time around. And I don't know if it's just because I got luckier during some of the parts where it's like it could be scary, but it's like, uh, it is, it is terrifying. It is actually yeah. scary. It's yeah. Because the screenshots I've seen are not. So like they're just kind of gross monsters which I've seen, right? But I can dig. Although the other thing that Reddit thinks is scary as fuck is that Slenderman game, which is not. I've not. I've not sought that out at all. So so there's. Yeah. I don't. I I'm I'm not spoiling anything to describe the sort of two basic mechanisms by which this thing is scary. So there's there is a there is a big section where there are these monsters that if they see you you're basically dead. They can't see you if you are in the dark, but you go nuts if you're in the dark for too long. So mm-hmm. you ha- you you're sort of having to balance like you can light certain lamps and stuff so that you have places that you can be, but if they see you when you're near them, you're fucked. You can't look at them, so you have to sort of, like, catch glimpses of them and figure out where they're going based on the sound and stuff. But it's also, like, interrupted by the sound of your dude sort of freaking out and breathing heavily and starting to whimper as as your sanity meter drains and stuff. And it's just really intense. It's, it's, It's stressful and it's frightening. And the other one is a level where there's water everywhere and there's, like, this invisible dude that anytime you are in the water, he just bolts toward you because that's when he knows where you are. And then you're just Mm. gone. So you're just like jumping from like crate to crate. And there are times when you like, you have to stand in the water long enough to like turn this crank to open a door so that you can get to the next one. So you have to like find, you know, a severed arm to throw off into one room to draw the guy's attention to it so that you hope that he's far enough away from you when you actually have to stand in the water and it's just, I don't know, sound design is amazing and it's like the, just the the distances between things that you have to traverse are just paced really well. Like it is, it is just crazy intense, really well done. Um, and then the ending is fucking stupid as fuck, which yeah. is just, 
more uh, more grist for that mill. But you don't you don't care. No, I mean, it, like you know, I, I had the exp- I had the amazing experience of playing it. Right, the the goofy shit that they suddenly have to do when there's just like a guy that you have to talk to at the end was whatever. Um, I didn't name my third author. Shakespeare, Shakespeare's a good choice, I think, but I feel responsible to, to to our public to come up with a third different one than yours. Are you not worried that Pratchett would have the same Douglas Adams problem? No, because he's gotten a lot less of the overtly goofy mm. in, over the course of his career, so I think he's he's now just kind of slightly wryly funny. Which would be good. Wish that, uh, you know, Dirk Gently's was definitely a, a progression in that direction for for Douglas Adams, and I I kind of wish that I wish that he. I mean, well, I definitely I don't just kind of wish that he was still alive. I totally wish that that guy was still alive. I wish that yeah, I wish that he had been a little bit more driven to produce more stuff, you know, so that yeah. there was more stuff. I'm trying to think of what other writers I've I feel like have would be. No, Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, yeah. Sure, there you go. Although, come to think of it, I said that as a joke, but Stephen King is really talented and can do various genres, and the part where you find out that the Sorcerer's Tower is actually the middle of, like, the center of the multiverse. Yeah. and sure. Everything would be pretty tight. And uh, plus, you would get to meet Stephen King as a non-playable <laughs> yeah, character. Absolutely. Because he would, he would sure as fuck put himself yeah. in there. Oh, man, we should totally do that. We should put ourselves. <laughs> put Stephen, yeah, should put King, Stephen in King in there. Yeah, that's kind of funny, actually. Uh, I was suggesting that we put ourselves in, but it would. You're right. It would be funnier to put Stephen King in as a character. Uh, Togapika says replacement for Banders plus stat thingy. Yeah, you know that's probably a thing that we could get away with doing. Like if we just had an idea for a familiar that we wanted to do some fun shit with, we could just also make it a tunable volleyball in the way that the Bandersnatch is. Um. Hmm. So that that would be its that would be its like utility to the people who cared about that. Uh, Wax says being entitled versus expecting a benefit that you deserve or have earned. Discuss the difference. I think you just did. Because <laughs> um, like feeling, I think what you mean is is that it's pronounced catchy, but it's also feeling entitled versus being entitled is what we're talking about. And you can argue about whether or not you're entitled to something, but it's clear when you're feeling entitled to something that you are I was, not. I forget what podcast it was that I was listening to, but there was, a, there was a long discussion about entitlement and sort of like exploring it etymologically. Like an entitlement is not a dessert, really, right? Like an entitlement is something that you get because it was arbitrarily granted to you by someone. Uh-huh. And... You know, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that you are entitled to your salary, right? I think that you you are I mean, I guess I guess you No, you would never say that I was entitled no, to No, but salary. I'm saying one what you're not entitled like I think entitlement is the wrong word for hmm. something like that, something that somebody has a contractual obligation to provide to you. Right, and I, there's been a lot of talk about that in regards to like me, like social security benefits, calling them entitlements when really it's just a benefit that you've earned. 
and it's not somebody is arbitrarily deemed that you are entitled to it. So yeah, I see what you Yeah, mean. I mean, I don't know. Like I think that entitlement the way that it is described to disparage like people pissing and moaning about video game shit on the internet is a a third thing, right? I mean, Hmm. there is... It is, I think, unreasonable to expect in any real way. Like, there is nothing morally stopping us from taking stuff away from people in KOL. There is nothing morally stopping us from doing whatever we want to the game balance because at the end of the day, all of this, all of these worlds are ours, except Europa. Um, and I think that when I, when I talk about entitlement, it's like, oh, we've, you've changed this thing and that is bad because it is not what I expected. It is not what I wanted. And that I think is a, is a sort of like, you, we grant you the promise that we will not, except in extremely dire emergencies, nerf Mr. Store items after you have given us money for them, because that is a very different relationship that we have entered into about this particular thing than the relationship we have where we make this game and you play this game, right? right. That is something that you are entitled to, is g- consistent behavior and not getting your Mr. Store items fucked with, right? But everything else, like, sometimes, you know, sometimes you can be acting entitled and still be right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... It, I I feel like I don't use that word because it's such a... I don't use it a lot because it's such a... It's just such a, like, rat's nest. Right. Now... And I mean, it's easy to, it's easy as we get older to just, oh, the youth of today are just so fucking entitled all the time. And it's, you know, probably again, asshole is a sufficient descriptor there. (laughs) Fred Levi says, way to pick a bad example of a bad sequel, Scully. The Aladdin movies are the best of the bunch. And it's not arbitrary plot in Aladdin 2. It deals with the consequences of what happens when you defeat the big bad by making him into an all-powerful deity. Somebody finds his lamp and then hijinks ensue. Yeah. Yeah, bro, I watched all three of those back in the day. <clears throat> and as somebody who is like relatively easily entertained and a fan of animation and a fan of Disney, it was not great. So, you know, it's okay if you like it more than I did. That's totally fine. But, you know, I'll change my example to the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame sequel where they give Quasimodo a love interest. Uh, is it like a hunchback girl? Just, no, it's a it's a non-hunchbacked girl. I was going to say normal, but I didn't want to offend people who have hunchbacks. <laughs> you didn't want to be ableist. Yeah. Can I point out that for this podcast, I'm drinking a like 25 ounce beer that's 9.3 percent alcohol. Jeez, buddy, what's that all about? I don't know. I just find interesting beers at the at the beer mart. This is John Henry's Colonial Cream and Brown Ale. Uh. <laughs> and so I'm getting to the bottom of it, so I'm going to get sloppy. So if I offend you, you can go See, I only yourself. made it through 12 ounces of 4.4% alcohol by volume beer. Mm. 
that's pretty good. Um, I got a lot of drinking to do at the Outback Steakhouse, you know. Yeah, see, that's the thing. This is my my drinking budget for yeah. the week. So I'm gonna... uh, Jamelli writes, I was listening to Apollo 18 this weekend and was struck by how much of that album has made its way into the kingdom. Can you think of any other albums that had this level of impact on the game? I mean, I think Apollo 18 is is very... It's It's got a lot of really rich imagery in it. And so yeah. I think that it's... That is probably just representative of the sort of impact that it's had on my entire just thinking vocabulary. It is my favorite They Might Be Giants album that contains probably none of my top 20 favorite They Might Be Giants songs. Hmm. But as a whole, I really like it. I don't know. It's rich. It is. I mean, it's it's just it's a good it's a good composition, and it's like it's also the the most recent They Might Be Giants album when I discovered They Might Be Giants. So it's the one that I've probably listened to the most of any of them. It's like the it's like the automatic for the people of of They Might Be Giants. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any other albums that that? I mean, have you not made a bunch of like Roger Klein and the Peacemakers jokes? I threw in a, like, tip the bottle and bite the lime yeah. joke. A reference a long time ago, and that was pretty much all I needed to put in for that. I don't know. There's a bunch of MC Frontalot stuff, because like part of that is just knowing that <clears throat> he still plays from time to time, and every time he finds one, he sends me yeah. an email. So uh, that's worth my while to put in. But no, I, I can't. I don't think that there is a band that is as much referenced as They Might Be Giants unless it's just the sheer volume of Rocky Like a Hurricane. Well, sure, yeah, or Cold as Ice and Willing to Sacrifice Things. um, There's, you know, They Might Be Giants was like just a weird, I don't ever listen to They Might Be Giants anymore. And it's Hmm. just, it was such a like core thing you know it was like when i was listening to anything when i was in a car i was listening to they might be giants like they were they were the band who i could have just recited the lyrics to every song on every album for a lot of years and so you know just having had that in my head you know there's probably a lot of like love song of j alfred proof rock influenced stuff there is because every time I get a chance to do yeah, that, yeah. Because I mean, that's just another. It's like one of those things that I've just read a hundred times, yeah. and it's like it's like God. Every word in this is just the, exactly the word that it needs to be. Um, I really wish that I could get you in to join us and Nanobots, because honestly, they are they are so great. Both of those albums. Yeah. I mean, to me, the later stuff, like even you know, like Factory Showroom, John Henry's pretty good all the way through. Factory Showroom, I. Probably till my head falls off is maybe my favorite. They might be Giants song, definitely mm. in the top three. Um, See, yeah, Factory Showroom and the Else, and well, Factory Showroom and the Else are probably the ones I'm least likely to listen to. Mink Car still has maybe half and half, or sixty forty, with stuff I want to hear. But then the spine is fantastic, and join us was great. And nanobots is another one like Apollo eighteen, where no individual song is as good as the whole thing hmm. is. But yeah, super good. I mean, it's just been years since I like bought an album and listened to it. 
I'm I'm just kind of reluctant to buy albums on iTunes. If it's something like like a do it in Amazon, man. Yeah, you think? That's what I do. But then I can't yeah. get it on my phone, which is what I listen to. <laughs> and no, Amazon has an app for. Oh, your does phone. it? Yeah, where all the stuff you buy on Amazon oh. can be on your phone. Well, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I will do that. I mean, what I do is buy things from Amazon where it adds it to my iTunes and then Google Music um, sp- like spiders my iTunes so that it can add stuff that gets added to that. So then I listen to everything on Google Music. Oh, good. Because I'm Mr. That Android. sounds cool. That doesn't sound complicated. I like to involve it at least three corporations. I mean, but from for me, it's just, oh, I want to listen to that. I'll click a button, and now it's so, on I mean, my computer. It just sounds really failure-prone as a process. Like, I feel like that would not work for me. <laughs> yeah, you are like the opposite of a technolo- technological adept. Things just seem to break yep. around you. Like, every time we get... Every time we get a networked printer set up anywhere that I am, mm-hmm. I'm able to print exactly one thing, and then the next time I need to use it, it just doesn't work. And yeah, I'm I'm seriously like just to avoid the frustration, I'm about to I'm about to spend when I get back to San Francisco, I am just going to spend sixty or seventy bucks on just a printer to keep in my room, so that when I want to print stuff, I can. Even though we have one and it's hooked up and everybody else can print to it just fine, hooked up to Hot Stuff's computer. But for me, it worked exactly once. And that was even after like having to install some crazy French shit. (laughs) Apple has some software called Bonjour that handles printer sharing on Windows. And uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, worked once. Uh, Similar topic. And then it was over. Yes, it was. Uh, Jamelli continues are there any albums films etc that you've wanted to represent in the game but never found a good opportunity to do so it's that is almost always just a a sort of a sauce that we want to put on something as opposed to like a thing that we want to make a thing of (laughs) that's terrible well no I get what you want like the the references work better if they start with content and then references are added Instead of like, I'm going to make an entire familiar that is just one of the wee free men from Terry Pratchett's novels. You know, I mean, like, say the hypnotist of Hades or whatever. That was that was just a one off thing. Right. And the fact that that's something important is kind of irrelevant in terms of its creation, you know, because it's just like, eh, this is what like it's weird. The things that stick out. You know, like that compared to the monsters five on either side of it, like because that's an ultra rare monster, it's a thing that people think about. Right. Uh, let's see. Rob Mooseman says, I'm currently exploring the sea for the first time since the revamp. Great content. One little thing, though. Would it be possible to have a link appear each time a dolphin steals something asking if you want to use a whistle? At present, every time I want to go after a dolphin, I have to scroll through my inventory to find them. Another area that could use something similar is the hedge maze. Can you use a link to use the puzzle piece after you receive one? Hmm. You can use a chat command for that. Um, somebody somebody points that out later, but yeah, I guess I can see like I could put a thing in after the dolphin stealing code that uh, just says you have a whistle if you want to use it. Because I mean, if you don't have a whistle, it doesn't make any sense to put that there because then it's just like spoiling that mechanism for somebody who may not have ever seen it. Um. Sure. But yeah, that's not that's not a bad just quality of life thing. 
Elfrian says, With the almost upon us upcoming marriage of Lady Kiri and the gap in the plot, who met because of KOL slash the KOL forums, have you ever considered doing a count of just how many folks have been brought together matrimonially because of your game? Even an informal one? I, well, so, A, I, like, while it is great uh, that that happens, I don't think, I mean, I think the game is just a context that would have occurred anyway, you know? Like, I don't... Well, uh, don't be too humble about that. I think the game attracts people who are cool. Well, sure. Or at the very least, I and mean, definitionally, that- like anything, it attracts people who are similar to one another. Yeah. And well, I guess that's that's what I I'm think, saying. I mean, it's like, you know... You, d- yeah, but the, the the people that play our game, I think, are a different community and, and kind of like a better group of people than you encounter elsewhere yeah, that's, online. Yeah, that's so. true. But I mean, you wouldn't say that, like, if somebody got married to somebody that they met at church, you wouldn't say that it was like, oh, it was the church that put them together, you know, or that they met at school or whatever, you know? So it's like, it's hard to... Sure. I mean, I should. It's it. It's great. It's great, and I. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I know of a dozen, and I'm probably forgetting okay. another dozen. Yeah, for a long time, I just was happy if I could prove that we were doing better for causing marriages than causing divorces. And it seems like we're doing pretty okay. Have we in caused that. divorces in marriages that we didn't cause? <laughs> I. I conventions have caused activities that result in divorces. Huh, really? So, yeah, occasionally. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that. I, you know... I know, because, you, well, you steer there clear is, of yeah, the there is a lot of, of the There committee. is a lot of... I wallow in that I know, mud there is a you. lot you need of me in that bog. that happens at KOLCon that I just don't... Yeah, I don't you, think of KOLCon as a place for fucking, but it totally is. You want me in that I, bog. You need me in yeah. that bog. Blah. Naked. A fat guy naked, waving his dick. <laughs> yep. Burning Man style. We should have a part of our con where people make um, cool art objects to kind of make it a mini Burning yeah, Man. Okay. Because we already have the dick waving. Yep. But hey, congratulations, Lady Curie. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wait. Never mind. Finvara says, last week you mentioned you didn't feel like it was worth it to add the modification to the shore for a way of the surprising fist rounds. I'm actually still on an original one, just came back after a long break, and you changed it literally the day after, or the day that I was to start that quest. For me, at least, it really would have been worth it. It's hard to get money in this run. I can't even look at the nuns on the island. Uh, yeah, you know, that turned out to just not be as big a deal as I thought it was going to be, because I didn't sort of realize how onerous that was. I had forgotten what a big deal meat was in fist runs for people who didn't know, like, what are apparently a handful of tricks for not having it be a big deal. Uh, Club says, there are now three abacus items in the game. Why do all of them look like children's toys instead of real abacuses? Well, we live in a country where we have computers and calculators (laughs) and shit, and we don't really know what a real abacus (laughs) looks like any more than we know what a cotton gin looks um, like. I mean, I know what a real abacus looks like. It's just that it's very hard to ex- to express something with that kind of detail in a 30 by 30 pixel image. So I just, like, that thing reads as an abacus to somebody who's just sort of imagining what an abacus looks like in the abstract. Sure. So, yeah, you're right. Erotic Muppet Killer says, Did you ever have that dream that all the colors were backward? That would be an awesome chat option. I don't even know what that I don't means. Think so. What do you mean? Oh, uh, check that? out that stop sign. It's such a vivid dir. 
um, ah, the glorious Yulbiskai above us. Uh, are any colors uh, funny if you say them backwards? <laughs> We're about to find out. Uh, Atnagam. Elprop. Elprop is nice. Um, Elprop rain. Elprop rain. Uh, HKC says clear whiskey from some of the locals here in North Carolina. Yeah, they they uh, talk about. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also says, finally, regarding outdoor air conditioning, I think a big pile of ice on a fan is the way to go. The fan blows air over the ice onto you, and the cold water resulting from the melting of the ice is probably more fun to drink than air conditioner condensation. You are underestimating the amount of fun so that I can you. have drinking air conditioner condensation. You know, this thing is totally, like, I got it out of Riff's office, and I set it up, and it's fucking great. You know, I turn it on for, like, a half an hour at a time while I come out here to smoke, and it's, like, night. Like... I was thinking... Oh, you mean the, like, the follow-up from last week's thing? You yeah, I did, did it. That. I mean, well, I wasn't kidding, nice. you know? I, so... I never <laughs> yeah. take you no, for granted. No. Um, it's great. It's great. It like Because it's not... You know, it doesn't, like, cool the room, but it cools the area right in front of the room. And I was joking that it's like, it, I have to put it on low, or it's like, I need an electric blanket <laughs> to plug into the yeah. other. Although I kept... Uh, for whatever reason, the outlet that is the most convenient to that area is really prone to blowing the circuit breaker, and there's not there's not uh, that much on it. I don't really understand. It's like our computers, which is fucking super convenient when the when I blow the breaker four times in a night. Yeah. Um, you know what's also super convenient is the giant ass bushy palm tree that is in front of the breaker box that makes it so it is impossible to come at the breaker box straight on. I got to. Um, okay. Here's what I got to do. I got to get an actual plug-in ass sawzall, and I got to start taking care of some of the some of the overgrowth on the trees and stuff in my backyard while I'm here this time. You know, every tool that I've bought with the cordless like rechargeable battery, I am slowly replacing with the fucking plug-in yep. because they don't have they don't last and they don't have any balls. Yep. I mean, I don't. The balls are fine, right? Like I I don't. It, it, the batteries just by the time I need to use the tool like for the tenth time, the batteries are useless, right? Because they just mm. the, the batteries just deteriorate over time, and you can't buy replacement batteries because they've moved on to a new model of essentially disposable cordless drill or whatever. Um, and yeah. also, a, a corded drill is like nine dollars. Which is amazing. Yep. So you get yourself, like, yeah, and like a hundred foot long extension. Which I mean, we have, 30, which we so. have dozens of those yeah. from various things that we've put on where we've had to have them. Um, I had to buy like five hundred dollars worth of extension cords for Zapcon, and so there's just boxes and boxes of giant orange extension cords in the garage now. Um, and I feel like every house comes with a bunch, for whatever reason. Sure. But yeah, yeah, no, I just I need a I need a I need a, a plug-in sawzall. That seems like such a great tool, and it's not like I don't. My dad didn't have one of those. I feel like I never heard of that until five years ago. Yeah, but they're not kidding. Yeah, sawzall. I have a hard time. Like I end up fucking it up, and I need to. I need to like take a class in how to use it without bending the blade, because it seems like mm. it's pretty easy to fuck that up. Uh, let's see. Hardy Beefeater says, what channel do you feel is the best way to gauge the pulse of the majority of players in the kingdom? General discussion, the dev team, mods, K-mails? Do you feel any group has a disproportionate influence? I'm guessing that you do, based on 
this question. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I have to assume that the majority of players are like, like when I talked to uh, Robin Robin Goldwasser, who was it was John Flansburg's wife, who was a, like, oh my god, I'm such a big fan of KOL. I love it. I play it all the time. And I'm pretty sure that she didn't know that there were skills, right? Mm. And so she just played it by only ever fighting things that she could attack and and one hit kill with a normal attack. Like I think there's a lot of people like that, and I don't know if those people ever give us any money. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that I think that there are a lot of people who just play it and they look at the cute pictures and they read the funny jokes and then maybe they give us some money. Um, you know, and I, and I think that it's always. So like this Jack in the Box thing, for instance, like this was done because of a, of a number of things. And one of them, and the thing that was probably the thing that pushed it over the edge was it was like, you know, it would be worth buying this item of the month if the Jack in the Box wasn't a thing. And I'm like, you know, this item of the month is more fun than the Jack in the Box. It fucking sucks if there's anyone who is not buying this because of that stupid thing that everyone who uses it seriously hates it. And the people who use it casually just don't give a fuck about any change that I'm going to make. So I argued a bunch with Dev. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to change this in a way that doesn't make it strictly better for casual players. So we got to figure out a way to do that. We got to figure out a way to make it so so optimizers won't use it because it is not fun to use it optimally, but it is optimal to use it. And, that, you know, the people who normally complain about everything rejoiced and it really is a little bit better for everyone else. I think, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's a, people who are pissed off about the change, but it's just been a thing that it was never supposed to be important. It was never supposed to be anything other than just this goofy thing. I did not imagine that anyone would ever use it for anything serious, but it turns out that I just like, I don't know, it's a thing I didn't think through, you know, like a lot of things. Well, I mean, it, that's the flip side of us just kind of designing stuff based on what we think will be fun and then letting people find cool shit yeah. that it does. Is that if it finds if you the community hive mind finds something to do with it that sucks, then we have to figure out a clever yeah. way out of it. But that's fine. I mean, it's a good challenge, you know. Uh, Odium says two words: cow familiar. Ever going to happen? Or how about were cows? Sorry, I'm a cow person. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're a were cow. Unless a were cow and a cow person are two different things. It's like a minotaur is a cow person. I guess that's a bull person, like Richard Mull. Um, I'm sure we'll end up there somewhere, and it, like we, when putting in familiars, we frequently go, "Oh shit, we've already done a raccoon and a rabbit and a frog and a yeah. fart cow." So cow, cow will happen. You remember? Remember how there was that? I don't know some article about cows farting methane into the air and hurting the ozone layer. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, F says, I thought of a real question. In places where we buy things, like Degrassi and old general stores, etc., can you change it from radio buttons to check boxes? When buying more than one item, it would certainly save my trackpad finger. Building the meat car would go from 12 clicks to 8. I don't think that that's a good interface for that. Because you don't often want to... I mean, if in the places where you go and just buy one of something... I do think that maybe having the buttons, to the buttons next to each thing to just buy one of them, like in the new shop interface would be a good thing to put in the regular stores um, because then it would just be four clicks you know you still need because people 
need to be able to make things in quantity or need to be able to buy things in quantity. It still has to be that th radio button thing that I kind of hate, but um, I should probably add those buttons. Nobody cared when I added them to like the Dungeoneers Association vending machine or whatever. I wish that all of the stores in the game used that shop thing, and I the thing that has stopped me from converting them is uh, uh, the slash buy command. I don't know if the slash buy command uh, uses those yet. I wonder if you can. Can you like slash buy something? Uh, let me let me give myself a let's uh, fat loot token. Uh, let me give myself ten fat loot token. And then let's say I slash buy, uh, what is an item in there? Boris's key. Oh, well, okay, I guess it does work. Well, never mind. Why don't I just move everything over to that model? Yeah, Jesus. Then I'd have to write a spindler for it. I'd have to have Chris write a spindler for it. Uh, Dodgson says, I was just able to use PvP fights to burn off turns of made disservice. A negative stat effect received in a bad moon plus meat adventure. I don't know how far this behavior extends, but is this an intended strategy? Well, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... At the same time, like, I'm not 100% sure that it's worth going through and marking all of those to, like, are you now compelled by your fierce competitive spirit for Bad Moon to PvP all the time, even though you hate it? Because those are the cases where we intervened and that kind of thing, and I don't know. The fact that it took this long to discover that means it's probably not that big of a deal. Who knows? Maybe it's a thing that everybody will get real upset about, and then, I mean, it's not a, it's not hard to, like, go mark those things. No PvP decrement. I just, it has been so long since we made Bad Moon that I don't, it would be tricky for me to go in and even find all those. So let us know the things that bother you, and we'll go looking for them. Man, I think we hit the bottom of that uh, their forum thread. Yeah, I think we did. I think we're a little past our ten dozen minutes that we promised. The ten dozen minutes that people are entitled to. Yeah, no, to which they feel entitled, and to which they uh, honestly, you deserve it, you guys. Thank you for tuning in every week. Absolutely. And maybe I'll maybe I'll dial back the uh, percent alcohol for next week. You seem fine. I'm, you seem fine. I think you're just being a little really, self-conscious. I about feel it. like I'm I'm slurring. Am I slurring? I don't think you're slurring. Okay, well, fine then. Uh, all right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the game, and we'll see you next week. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jick, and I'm already gone. <laughs>